Okay. You hear the difference a little bit? It is. I know. After, like, hearing all of your podcasts and every single time you're, like, you're always, like, doesn't it sound so weird? And now I understand. Yeah. I get it. Now yeah. you get to try it. Yeah, guys, don't bash it until you try it. Everyone's, exactly. like, why do you say that at the beginning? I'm, like, you don't know what it's like. No, I totally get it. This is you weird. Isn't it? Yeah. It's, like, a weird, like, reverb chamber or something where everything kind of echoes back and forth. I but feel like we're, like, about to do, like, ASMR or something. Right. People get paid so much for that shit. They do. Holy cow. I know. People have, like, weird fetishes. Yeah. I don't. I know. I don't live that world, but you know what? For (laughs) those who do, exactly. (laughs) All right, though. Let's get started. How are you feeling, too? You know, obviously, this is kind of nerve-wracking, but I'm kind of just in, like, a mood where we finished high school, we're graduated, we're going on to, like, almost the adult adult world Mm -hmm. so now I I just don't care like I I'm just I've always wanted to do this honestly I always listen to your podcast and I'm like Hmm. I should do this like just put yourself out there Mm -hmm. you know someone has the same stories I do so yeah no I think that's so true honestly that's why I like doing it a lot with seniors and like especially people like once they've graduated people are just like a lot more willing to kind of put everything out there yeah because then it's also like you're not going back to school and seeing all the same people again and doing all that you kind of just get to like be free do it a little bit yeah. yeah and just put it out no, so that's like, exactly how i feel there you go it's perfect it is yeah all right then let's just jump in we'll start we'll start at the beginning my favorite <laughs> i'm always like how was your childhood <laughs> so we'll start there how was your childhood you know i honestly had a really good childhood like my parents are amazing people like anyone that knows my mom loves her anyone that knows my dad loves him they're just both like amazing people totally people you want to look up to Mm -hmm. um but I was I was a crazy child I feel so bad for my mom I she had to put up with so much not even like because I was just crazy in general but like I had such an attitude and like anything she wanted me to do because she wanted me to do it I wouldn't do it you were just I, a like, rebel. Yeah, I was. I was just like, she always says that. She's like, why do you even ask me? Like, I'll be like, hey, should I wear this shirt or this shirt? She's like, yeah. why do you even ask me? I'll tell you one shirt and you always wear the other you one. Pick the other. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I feel that. that honestly, I was kind of the same way. Like, it was just, I just wanted to be like a contrarian. Yeah. Like, everything you say, I'm like, yeah. I just want to do the other thing. No, exactly. I was like, but like or she'd oh my god it was always like I would ask her which yogurt I should eat and she's like I'm just not even gonna answer anymore like it's just frustrating (laughs) yeah I feel bad yeah I feel that too um but childhood there you know I didn't like have any trauma besides me cracking open my head probably five times which is just ridiculous amount how did that happen (laughs) like you just jumping everywhere like a little monkey or like what happened first of all like nothing ever happened with this but I always loved to like climb trees really high like I would climb like 50 foot trees I know just for fun and like I would do crazy stuff and I just loved being I don't know I loved it being adventurous I still do but um I would just do the stupidest stuff too things that were it's like okay obviously you just weren't thinking like there was no common sense behind that mm-hmm. like one time, I didn't crack my head open with this, but I, like, have a bump permanently on this side. If you can see, it's, like, maybe a little bit bigger than this side. I didn't notice it, but you pointed it out. Now <laughs> exactly. I can see it a little bit. It's because I I hit this side. My mom would always be like, you just don't put your hands down when you fall. And so it, this would swell up. And one time I was at the Lost Goddess pool when I was, like, probably sixth grade. And I was 
running out of the pool. I slipped. I hit it. It was just like face oh down. God. Like I just didn't even try to protect myself. So that was really bad. When I was younger, I like fell when I was at a wedding. Apparently, I got gravel in my head. And so I had to get stitches. I've hit my head on like brick before. I've Oh, one time I was going down my stairs on a beanbag, and my brother opened up the door at the bottom of the stairs right when I hit the bottom, which was poor timing, and he hit it open, and it cracked up in my head. Oh, my God. This was, like, first grade, probably. So, you see, it's, like, back to back to back. Dude, I swear, it's, like, people who get head injuries just, like, become a magnet for them. Like, it just happens again and again and again. Totally. What the hell? I know. So, I've cracked up in my head so many times i've gotten staples i've gotten stitches i've had to go check if i had concussion like one too many times my poor mom again like i was just a devil child sometimes yeah like i told you they totally thought i was going to be on the x games like that was always the joke and then i like kind of mellowed out well kind of when i grew (laughs) up (laughs) like i got another concussion but i mean there was at least like a couple years in between Mm -hmm. the last concussion damn yeah concussions fucking suck too they're brutal i feel like you of all people would understand yeah no very much so yeah so like when you're growing up too so you mentioned your brother and stuff too how Mm -hmm. much older is he than you he's three years older than me okay so were you guys close as kids or did you kind of fight a lot like what was your relationship like well i've always been kind of not fully a tomboy but i have that side to me And so whatever he was doing, I wanted to do it. And he loves gaming. He loves video games. So now I'm like a total nerd and I love video games. Like I played Minecraft, like seriously for three years. Like I was obsessed with it. Like I know. So I'm really in it. And like playing like I have an Xbox, like most girls for their 16th birthday would ask for, I don't know, a car or some like Louis belt, like mm-hmm. <laughs> LG things. Yeah, exactly. But um, like I asked for an Xbox. So I like play Modern Warfare. I love Fortnite, like all this stuff. And so we'd always fight over those things. Those yeah. Stupid, stupid things. Like and we never really, yeah, we fought, we have like a good relationship though. That's cute yeah, though. I know. So like nothing ever like bad happened with him yeah. besides just stupid sibling stuff yeah yeah I feel <laughs> so you also you mentioned to me before too that you were adopted mm-hmm. so what did i don't know when did you learn that as a kid like what was that kind of like did your parents tell you and talk about it openly was it like you know something you learned down the line what was kind of that realization or understanding like um i don't i can't specifically remember a time where I was like oh shoot I'm adopted like Mm -hmm. I think I just kind of grew up and they would just remind me um I'm not sure don't don't like take my word for that but (laughs) (laughs) um but I just always knew growing up I knew when I was in elementary school I just was never a big deal it honestly Mm -hmm. wasn't um because the okay the thing that people get mixed up is that I was never in foster care. I was not adopted at a certain age. My parents actually went through an adoption agency and they had to do all of this work, like it's just so much time, so much money. It's like all this work where they would send in like an a, like a scrapbook of their life, of what they do, who they are. And I guess they send that to the moms And basically, like, the moms choose where they want their child to go. If you're having a child and you don't want it and you put it up for adoption, they got to choose. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they went through all of that. They totally didn't expect to even hear back from the agency for months or even years. Some people don't hear back or get, Mm -hmm. like, um, 
don't get told that they're gonna be given a child to like three years after they put right. in the scrapbook or any of the work and so my mom actually heard I think she heard like six months after they put it in which is just not surprising they're amazing people again and my mom's like so warm and such a good person and so um yeah so they got my brother after like six months and so they knew they were having having you know <laughs> having a kid for like six months before he was born or okay. however long so it was aware they were aware that he was coming to the world that they were gonna live whoever had him his mm-hmm. birth mother was giving birth to him around this date that they had to fly he was born in austin texas and at this point they were still living in texas at this point before they moved to california Mm -hmm. um and so they were gonna have to drive or fly down wherever there was so he was with them since day one so right from when he was born he was it wasn't we were ever in foster care same thing with me like they knew when i was going to be born they flew down and i've been with them since the first day i was ever born so i that's like the conception people like oh like what age were you adopted i'm like no, I was actually like, adopted no. before I was yeah, born. Yeah, and they knew that you were coming, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It, it never really bugged me, honestly. Um, I also, like, people always ask me, like, do you want to know who your real mom is, who your real dad is? And, like, I know they don't get it, but it's kind of just like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, that those people are my real parents. Right. Like, I've never known anything different. We even look the same. Like, no one believes me, first of all. Like... I've always had to be like, no, I swear to God, I wouldn't lie about this. Like, you can ask my mom. <laughs> anyway, but that's um, so interesting, though. I mean, like, because yeah, I don't think anyone like my cousin's adopted, and she's adopted from China, and my aunt is Armenian, Middle Eastern, and my uncle's like white as hell. Yeah. So it's like there, there's a people can see that and understand yeah. that. But I feel like for you, yeah, because you do look like your parents and I stuff, do. and so I don't think people would not suspect, but I don't think people would think that, you know, unless yeah. you said something. So that's so just interesting too that like you're a kid and you're saying that and kids are like we don't believe you (laughs) they didn't like so many of my friends never believed me but also i was i was born in fort worth texas okay so it's like i wasn't born in a different country right or anything like that yeah do you have a texas allegiance are you a cowboys (laughs) fan or anything i'm just kidding (laughs) no you're california (laughs) yeah i'm california so did they did your parents so your parents were living in texas at the time though Mm -hmm. yeah okay so then did you how old were you when you moved here Mm, well, they were already living in California when I was born. Oh, But okay. her, my mom and my dad, both of their parents, and, like, all of our family lives in Texas. Gotcha. So I go back probably, like, at least once, sometimes twice a year um, to go visit them or visit family. Every time during Christmas, I always go to Texas. So I'm, like, I feel like I'm always there. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to do there. Nothing in There's Texas for you. Nothing to do there. I feel like you're very much a California girl, too. I am, yeah. In the, in the truest sense of the term, you I know? I am. Just, like, fun, loose, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Just hanging out. That's hope, so interesting, so. though. Yeah. So do you feel like we're... Are you and your brother adopted from the same birth parents or different ones? No, we're... It's different. Okay. Yeah. Totally that's different. So, totally that's different That's so, like, interesting, though, mm-hmm. too. Just, like, that experience for yeah. you and being, like... Yeah, like, my real parents are the parents I was raised with. Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean my real parents? I know. I, like, I know, like, people don't understand anything. Yeah. And so they're just curious. They're just asking me questions. But, like, mm-hmm. it, gets, it gets frustrating. So, it, like, 
Like, I remember when I was younger, I'd, like, get offended and be like, what are you talking about? Like, those those are my real parents. Yeah. Like, it's just annoying. Right. No, no I don't. I, I don't care now, but, yeah. But I could totally see that as a kid. I'd be like, uh, fuck off. Like, this, these are <laughs> my real parents, and I'm telling you that, so listen. Yeah, no, that's true. Damn, though. I know. So we're, so I know you and your brother obviously, like, fought over the kind of, like, boyish, quote-unquote, things <laughs> growing up and stuff, but did you guys, like towards middle school and like as you got older did you guys get like closer together or more apart like how did your relationship kind of grow I mean I don't know I was always like trying to just like be over his shoulder I just loved watching him play video games because he never let me play them (laughs) and so I always like loved watching him play I loved playing with him and you know it's like that older sibling where he's just like leave me alone yeah (laughs) and like I get it now but I was like why don't you want to spend time with me (laughs) but um I think you know you know everything that happened like in middle school like with him being sent away and so that was like a big gap where he wasn't home for I mean he went straight from there to college so he hasn't been living at home this has been weird the quarantine has Mm -hmm. been weird because I have not technically lived with him for this long for oh my gosh like five years yeah it's been a long time almost five years yeah yeah i know yeah that's like it's been a long time it's so because even you know my sister she's been at boarding school and stuff too and away and so it's definitely a readjustment period of like living with someone again even if they're your sibling and just kind of adjusting to that and so like when he left too and you know only share as much as you're comfortable with too (laughs) because i know i kind of have the same thing with my sister where i'm like this is your story and i don't really want to say things that you don't want me to say sort of but kind of I don't know how much you want to talk about but about like why your brother left and then what that was like for you kind of being an only child sort of for a little bit in the house and what those experiences were like yeah I mean I was even talking to like my mom before this and I was like I don't know what to share you know Mm -hmm. it is his story but at the same time like everything that happened that happened to him it almost felt like it was happening to me too yeah and it was really hard and just not understanding what's happening I was in the loop like it was I always felt like I was out of the conversation and so you know it's like partly like it's your story too yeah I don't Mm want to say like my story because it's like it's definitely his but (laughs) but like I've there's been ripple effects right over to me but yeah I mean okay let's see the beginning (laughs) um so he's always been super shy um he's just always been kind of introverted um and maybe a little socially awkward love him though and yeah we all are um and so he when I was in seventh grade he was a sophomore in high school um and so that's when it started to get really bad because he has social anxiety to like (laughs) the most extreme extent Mm -hmm. and so it just starts gradually getting bad it's not like one day of like a switch goes off and he just can't like go to school anymore he can't do anything it was like all of a sudden you know this day he can you know go out to eat with us as a family and then it's like okay and then the next day he can't go to school and then he can't go to school for another week and so it was just kind of a gradual thing and he's always loved his video games always loved being in his room being alone and so he started to like shelter himself more and like stay in his room and he'd stay up all hours of the night and like wouldn't want to see his friends and so 
I mean, I didn't really, I was in the loop, but like, I, you know, I can, I can tell. Right. I was seeing everything. And, um, I mean, it never really bugged me. If anything, like my only regret was like, I gave him so much shit. I would give Mm. him so much shit. And like, I just didn't understand anxiety. I, I, one, I didn't know he had anxiety at the time. And so I'd always like give him shit and say stuff to him. And I'd be like, why can't you do this? Like, why can't you go to school? Like you're an F up, like all this stuff. Like, and I just didn't realize that it was a hundred percent not his decision. Like him not being able to go to school is like no reflection of his character at all. You know, I just, I didn't understand that. And so he just stayed in his room more. He didn't go to school for like, I don't even know, probably like 40% of the year. I want to say more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then junior year when I was in eighth grade, it got really bad. Like he just didn't go to school at all. And um, he wouldn't go to therapy. He'd always find some reason that there was something wrong with, like, the new therapist. And it was frustrating. And I remember, like, eighth grade, we packed up to go to our cabin in Tahoe. And we had everything packed. We were going for Thanksgiving. And we were about to get in the car. And right as we were all getting in the car, he's like, I can't do this. We can't go. Like, I can't I can't do this. Like, this, I, I just can't go. And I was just like, what the heck? Like, you're such an asshole. Like, all this stuff. And he, like, went into his room and didn't come out for, like, three days. Like, it's stuff like that. Or, like, he'd lock himself in his bathroom and, like, barricade himself. You know, it's scary. Like, yeah. at the time, I'd be like, why is he doing this? And, like, my mom was probably like, is he harming himself? Like, mm-hmm. we don't know. Like, we don't know what's happening in his head. So she would, like, freak out and be just really scared, which is so understandable. And didn't know what was happening. And he'd get really mad like we both kind of had like short tempers and so just on top of everything he was struggling with it was hell in my house some Mm -hmm. days like it was really hard being there and I kind of felt at least like this is like no fault of my parents but I kind of felt like I don't know I don't know if like neglected is the right word but like neglected from attention yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, like, and I totally get it. I never didn't get it. I'd never get mad at them for giving him, like, more attention, quote-unquote, just because, you know, he had issues. They had to give him more attention than me. And so, like, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, freshman year, I was completely on my own. I always felt that way. And I've always been, like, independent, but it was, like, a pretty hard adjustment just because, like, it was hard knowing, like, I couldn't really go to my parents yeah. for a lot of things because I didn't want to be, like, the trouble child, you know. Like, they yeah. have enough on their plate. Like, I don't, like, need to add more stress to them. And so I'd keep so much in. And, like, I mean, I was still, like, a pain. But <laughs> I was still, though. But, like, it was it was just hard. It's, it was really hard just adjusting to everything. and Because they've always – my mom's always been so good at, like, you know, like, trying to – get our feelings out and always being there for us like again she's like such an amazing person but um but like it was just hard because yeah. she wasn't really there for me in a sense and right no fault of her own but it, it was just I kind of felt alone yeah. a lot of times so and was it hard for you too because I I know for me like it was really hard seeing kind of the toll that you know my the handling things with my sister kind of took on my parents Mm -hmm. and how much like weight that was on them and so I know that I took out a lot of like anger on my sister because of that because I was like you're hurting our parents basically and I feel a lot of guilt for that now Mm -hmm. and like 
not being as empathetic as I feel that I like should have been yeah but you know there's also that part of me that was like well I didn't really know better at the time and I didn't know the circumstances so like did you feel you know guilty looking back and did you feel like did I don't know was it hard to kind of see your parents struggling with that too what was that sort of like yeah that's 100% why I would call names why I would you know swear at him lose my temper at him Mm -hmm is because I would see my mom crying and I'd see my dad just really sad and they're not like that naturally. And so it was just really hard for me. And I'm like, I'm such like, I'm really protective over the people that I care about. And so when they were hurting them, I would get so defensive and I'd be like, why are you doing this? Like, this is so not cool. Like all this stuff. And it was simply just because my I saw my mom crying and that it's so hard to see your parents yeah, crying it's <laughs> anytime the they're anytime they're sad it's it's so hard and so that made me definitely lash out on him pretty much like every week I'd get so mad at him because my mom I could just tell was weighing her down mm-hmm. like she didn't know what to do she was so lost it's so new for parents you know I feel like an LG especially like a lot of parents don't talk about Not their children all. like yeah. the all their faults it's only like my child has always she's yeah. going to harvard yes like, very much you know how perfect he or she is and so um i don't know i don't know if she really like had an outlet like you know, it, you know i felt alone i bet she felt even more mm-hmm. alone you know she feels like she's failing her child as a parent and i totally could read that on her and so i would lash out to him and that is 100 to like today that is my biggest regret mm-hmm. I've ever had is because I was like how could I have been so mean like how could I have not seen that this isn't his fault when like you're a kid you know yeah. you don't you don't know you're just I was being so ignorant and like just could not understand what he was going yeah. through and I was like why you go to school like it's just so dumb like why like why is this so hard for you right and you know I just totally didn't understand and a lot of people don't it's not their fault yeah like, but I, I was so mean to him yeah biggest when- regret when you were seeing stuff too, like, did you share stuff with your friends? Did you talk to other people about it? Or did you kind of just keep that all to yourself? Oh, no. My friends had no idea. No one knew. Like, because honestly, I thought for like the longest time, it was just like normal. Like, I just thought like siblings do this. They go through periods, you know, where you fight and you say stuff and they act stupid. Mm. And I just was like, why would I share with my friends? And also, like, I've always been kind of, like, a closed-off person, probably until, like, junior year, but very closed-off. I'm, like, the person where it's, like, there's an issue, I'm going to fix it, no one else can, like, no one can help me. And also, on top of that, I didn't want to, like, be go up to my parents and be, like, I think I need therapy, like, right. and they'd be, like, oh, my God, like, we're messing up another child. Mm. And so, yeah, no, I totally kept that to myself. Like, no one knew. I remember looking back, and I was like, well, no one knew until they were like, hey, where's your brother? And I was like, oh, yeah, he got sent away. (laughs) Right. And so what was that time like for you, too, with him being gone? Um, I don't know. Just a lot of regret. I think the day before he was supposed to leave to his boarding school or therapeutic boarding school, Mm -hmm. um... I was filled with so much regret, but I was, I'm just like, I was stupid. Like, I didn't want to say anything to him. I didn't want to apologize for anything. Like, I was just being dumb. Like, I had a lot. I wanted to get off my plate, and I didn't. And I, I should have because it totally took, like, a toll on me. But, um, yeah, I just remember it being really hard. And, like, it was really hard for my parents, which made it harder for me. Just, mm-hmm. like, seeing all the moving parts. Um, yeah, but he got sent away, and then... 
he um, was, it was really hard because on top of that, like I think a week after, no, a week before he got sent away, my dog, my, my childhood dog passed away. Oh and so God. I know <laughs> it was just Jesus. one event after another. And so uh, my dog passed away and there was like my childhood dog, like literally loved that dog, um, passed away, I think on New Year's Day. And then a week later, we sent him off to the therapeutic boarding school. Mm. So it was just a That's lot. a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, did you feel any, like, relief kind of when he was out of the house that, like, did things calm down a bit and, you know? Yeah. He was, it was, like, the last three months, it definitely got really bad the last month he was there. It was just, like, he was boiling. It was just mm-hmm. more pressure adding he was going to explode. Like, I could tell it was getting really bad. It was, like, way out of my parents' control. They could not control him anymore. Like, he gets so mad. And I think it's just, it definitely was that he had so much emotion just built up inside. And so he'd take it out through anger. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't know what was wrong with him. So it's everyone else's fault. Like, stuff like that. And so he would get, like, very physical with me, just which is, like, brotherly sister stuff. But um like I would say one thing and he would lash out on me mm-hmm. and like you know like push me to the side or something it was never like full-on punching me obviously but <laughs> um or he like he's literally like a ninja like I say this to everyone but he's a ninja he's like amazing with cards like he'll throw cards so accurate like he I and like with like rubber bands he's he like throws rubber bands at flies and he kills them that way it's Damn. yeah he's just like he's a ninja and he's so flexible it's just weird but he would get a deck of cards and his like thing for three months was throwing cards at us every time we were annoying him he didn't want to be talked to so he'd throw cards at us and it hurt like it would it would give me such a bad cut like when he hit me and so it was like kind of walking on eggshells almost like Mm -hmm. i felt like i could never say anything to him or do anything or be around him because if I slip up once like he that's it for the like rest of the day he's gonna be in a terrible mood he's gonna take it out on my parents and so like definitely for a couple months I like avoided him yeah 100% in our house yeah I just would not talk to him yeah I mean I can relate to that a lot (laughs) of just kind of that feeling of like I don't want to disrupt anything Mm -hmm. any more than it already kind of is and and I know too that like when my sister left like there definitely was a part of me that like felt kind of like okay things are like calmer now and like I can be myself a little bit more and I can like kind of have more of my parents attention and get Mm -hmm. have more discussion and stuff there and like I don't know did you feel that too that you kind of had that had your parents back in a little bit of a way well okay I'm the one that actually begged them to like take him to a boarding school I was like this is getting so bad you can't control it anymore like you need to look into this and so that's the reason like I I feel like I added a lot of pressure onto Mm -hmm. them to finally make it make the move because I can't even imagine doing that with your kid but um I no not really (laughs) I'm being (laughs) honest like no I kind of felt like you know they were still focused on him yeah even though he was hundreds of miles away but they would be in therapy sessions with him with you know his therapist that you Mm -hmm. know (laughs) um and they would always be so concerned about him and you know I just never really felt like whatever I had to say was good enough and like not not in that sense but I mean like I felt like 
whatever was happening in my day was less less significant than yeah. whatever they were going through and so I just didn't feel like it was that important and like yeah so definitely for like all of eighth grade I felt really alone and like um that is just because that was the worst year and he was not doing as great as they wanted him to do when he mm-hmm. went to the boarding school like they could not crack my brother for six months yeah and, like he just would not want to go to therapy he would do apparently just do all of these things to like the counselors he would complain about everyone i'm pretty sure he literally got someone fired there like, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> i don't even know but um he just kind of rejected everything and until his therapist literally thank god for her <laughs> she is like the reason i feel like he's even functioning right now mm-hmm. because she just like finally cracked him after six yeah. months of trying which is so much patience that one needs (laughs) to keep going i just all power to her i couldn't even she's an icon she is (laughs) people that know her she is an icon to many people in lg who see her including me (laughs) so what you know all this obviously is happening with your brother it's just a lot in your family and a lot to just be dealing with all around but like what was happening you know in your life at the time too and in your mind and like and then going into high school and stuff too like what kind of things were you dealing with with yourself um I I mean typical typical teenage stuff you know you're insecure Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're going into high school it's all new it's all exciting um but I don't know It, it just like I would like to think that I am an intelligent person and when I put myself to something I can achieve good grades but that just always seemed like the last thing to really care about then and it's not necessarily that I got bad grades in freshman year because I didn't but I was I almost felt like cloudy like everything behind what you know my thoughts I just didn't know how I was feeling from a day-to-day basis and like even with friends I remember like I was so distant with them and like I no one knew like no one knew everyone just knew my brother was away and that maybe they knew he had anxiety like that was it mm-hmm. um because I don't know like I it's almost like I felt like a like it would make them feel bad for me mm. um and so I just never really brought it up and also like I didn't really want people to know because like what are they gonna think of my brother like yeah I think it's kind of like I was trying to protect him almost but um I can't really remember freshman year there's ever anything where I was really struggling with anything besides I was just like okay like you know like I'm an independent person right Right. now (laughs) I'm like I need to take care of myself yeah so yeah it's just it's just a lot on your plate and it's really hard when you're in a position like that where you don't feel like you can really talk openly to other people about it too because I totally get that sense of like you want to protect your family members and you want them like I don't know it's like you don't yeah you don't want to bring like Mm -hmm. shame on them or something not that it's shameful but it's like especially in this town like there is that feeling kind of of like judgment just like in the air yeah and you want to keep that like away from them yeah and and also like freshman year I feel like I had really good friends going into freshman year, but you know how high school is. Oh, like, yeah. The first year, it's so much drama. It's like the big mixing pot, oh, I feel like, is. the first year where things just... <laughs> it totally is. Revolving door of friends. Um, but I probably went through, like, three different groups freshman year, 
and I was like in this one group and then uh, you know I just we got I remember we got in like some dumb argument and I was like I'm done with this so (laughs) I went and like was sitting with another group of friends which was really hard because I was not even close to I was not like close with them it was just kind of like I was like friends with them at school you know those people where it's like you're only friends at school you never hang out out of school and so I didn't really have a lot of people um besides like one person I've been best friends with since kindergarten Mm -hmm. and so it was just like even more alone like I just I it was friendships that aren't genuine yeah I like I never really felt like I had anyone and then the end of freshman year I became really good friends with a couple girls and we fell out later on so don't get your hopes up but (laughs) (laughs) we um we became really good friends and then one of them moved away to Texas and it just broke up the friend group but like that was the first time I felt just like I finally could breathe and I actually had people I could talk to and then like the one girl moved to Texas and after that it was just not the same like we just all kind of split up after that um it was just a lot to handle um yeah, and then sophomore year, I went into it just, <laughs> I, I like to say that I was almost like a volcano. Like, I just had so much building up. Yeah. And sophomore year, that so came out. Like, I finally just exploded. I mean, it's bound to happen at some point. Like, yeah. there's just so much that you're containing and yeah. that's you're already dealing with, you yeah. know? Yeah, and like, again, I didn't talk to anyone sophomore year which is the number one mistake you should always talk to people (laughs) very true always be open but um yeah it was god sophomore sucked but so what what happened really and like what was it that made it you know so awful because trust me i know (laughs) i know shit can be awful but you know what was and yeah it was my sophomore year too where shit hit the fan but oh yeah what what was it specifically for you that kind of brought things out well okay so Again, living in this town, everyone seems so perfect. And so also a big insecurity that has been constant now for like a couple of years until probably like a year and a half ago for me, but um, was that I wasn't making the good grades that I thought I could. And I never felt like I was like the smartest one in the room, which really upset me because I just never really like work to my full potential mm. which always really annoyed me because you know when like you know you can be so much more yeah. and you're just frustrated with yourself and so sophomore year I took AP Euro um brutal <laughs> power to you <laughs> if you can do that but I personally could not and also I, I wasn't like trying 100% which is just like so dumb why would you take that class if you're not going to put in all the hours and so I struggled with that. That was a huge thing is I just felt like I was not smart. I thought I was so stupid. Like I literally thought I was that basic white girl in the room that acts dumb and like, you know, everyone's like, oh, like she has zero brain cells. Mm. And sometimes I felt like that, like, oh my God, probably like the entire year, sophomore year. Cause I was making terrible grades. I made terrible grades. Like they were awful. That was a huge dip. And so I literally think I went from like, like, freshman year, I made, like, a 3.8. I Don't quote me on that either. But I think I made, like, a 3.8, 3.6. Um, but, and then sophomore year, I made probably, like, a 2.8. Like, mm-hmm. it was huge drop, huge drop. And I was so embarrassed. It was yeah. just so embarrassing. So that was huge insecurity of me. And I always felt like I had to prove that I could be smart. Yeah. Um, but beginning of sophomore year, everything had happened with my brother. He was finally doing better. And it was kind of just like, 
I knew he was doing better. I knew my parents were happier. And so finally I felt like I could just like release everything. Mm. And that's exactly what I did. And I was playing field hockey at the time. And that's so tough. And I was on varsity sophomore year. As you know, field hockey is Field hockey's rough, man. Um, were you playing when I was in sophomore year? Yes. Yes. A little bit. Yeah, I played for a bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just hard because I, I am always getting yelled at by the coach and you know, you know, he's a tough coach. He he's is. A tough indeed. cookie. Um, but I was always getting yelled at and it was hard because I feel like I was like one of the top people he would always critique. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, well, that's only because he sees potential in you. And I'm like, okay, well, I never get a break. Yeah. Like, I'm always just getting yelled at. I feel like I'm not getting enough playing time. And, like, junior year, that was consistent as well. And so it was, like, I would have these awful days at school, and I'd hate myself all day. I'd go to field hockey. I'd get so mad at myself. Like, I would literally Indian dribble slightly wrong, and I'd be like, F this. Like, yeah. I'm so done. Yeah. I suck. Like, I can't do anything right. Like, I'm just, like, a terrible person. And, like, on top of that, my friends had, like, no idea what I was going through, which is, like, my fault. You know, I, I should have opened up to them when I could have because sophomore year, I went into that year not really feeling like I had anyone. And then there was two new girls. And they were both on my field hockey team. And this one girl that I've been best friends with since seventh grade, we all kind of, like, came together and um we it was just finally like I found like my best friends mm-hmm. and it was so amazing I we've we're all friends for like three years now um but it's just finally like I just all these things where I finally felt like I could be myself and so I just let everything go and I was so hard on myself on top of that so I just spiraled and I was being mean to them. Like, I was such a bitch. Casey, you don't get it. Like, I was so mean. Like, I was mean to my parents because it was kind of like the same thing with my brother. Like, so much going on emotionally that I took it on other people. Yeah. And, like, I totally recognize that now, but I didn't know at the time. So, again, it's another thing I'm really hard on myself about. I'm like, I'm an awful human. Like, I'm just so mean. I literally was so mean to one of my friends like she was new the year and I was just so mean to her because she was in this relationship and at the time I didn't love the guy Mm. I like him better now but (laughs) we made mistakes but I didn't love him um at the time and I totally let her know that and like I shouldn't have you know and I I didn't know that like and so I was so mean I'd be like I don't like him like why are you hanging out with him and he wasn't you know, he would mess up sometimes in the relationship, which is normal, but I'd be like, oh my god, like, he's awful, like, why are you still with him, and, and like, and also, like, my other friend that was new, we're literally sisters now because of this, so I guess something good came out of it, but, like, we would fight constantly, and so we fought so much, and I was just mean, and I'd snap on them, I'd snap on my mom, like, holy, I can't even, like, she's finally, like, oh my god, peace and quiet, like, you know, like, <laughs> she's been waiting my, a while. my brother's doing better, <laughs> she can finally breathe, and then I'm like, psych, <laughs> and I was so mean to her, um, and I'd say the nastiest stuff, you know, where I'm like, I wish you didn't adopt me, and it's like, why would you say that, like, why would anyone yeah. say that, and so, it's hard though, because too, because it's like, anger a lot of times it's not coming out of nowhere. Like, even when it seems like it is, like, they're just, it's just another way of expressing, like, this internal pain and other things. And so, like, I was that way as a kid a lot, too. I was just, like, very angry a lot of the time. And (laughs) I I didn't, I felt like such an asshole, you know? (laughs) But it's like, you have to, 
Yes, I definitely was an asshole, undeniably, <laughs> and my parents, I'm sure, would tell you the same. But there's also, you're good. But there's also, you know, that part of me that's like now at least can look back on myself with a little more compassion and be like, okay, yes, you were a dick, but also <laughs> these were the things you were feeling, and that's why yeah. it came out as anger, yeah. you know? So it's hard to like. But it is such a hard feeling because you look back and you do wonder, like, am I a bad person for this? Like, I did bad things. Does that make me a bad person? Yeah, and um, I'm sure you probably felt this. Like, as a kid, you're so hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I remember getting in fights with my mom. And even, like, to this day, sometimes I'm like, why did I say that? Like, and I go back to my room and I would cry my eyes out, not because of how frustrated it was. I was so mad at myself Mm because I was like, why did I just lose it? Like, why am I being so mean? Like, yeah, I had a bad day, but like, you can't just let it out on people. And I would get so mad at myself. And I totally took it out on my friends, totally took it on my mom. And so this whole time, they're like, she's terrible. She's such a bitch. Like, <laughs> because I didn't let anyone know what was happening and mm-hmm. why I was feeling this. And everything with my brother, I feel like I was like reflecting a lot on it. So I'm just processing all these things. And then, um, it was really hard that year because one of my really good friends at the time, I had been like best friends with her since like fifth grade, but one of my really good friends at the time was starting to get really bad um, social anxiety, just like mm-hmm. my brother, like exact same anxiety. So it was almost like I kind of was having PTSD because she was, it was like, almost the exact same thing that happened to my brother like slowly she could do less slowly she could go out with me less slowly she could leave her room less slowly she stopped going to school and I wouldn't see her for like weeks and then uh, you know she just stopped going to school um and so it was like exactly what was happening to my brother and I like basically like held her hand through all of that for like freshman and like half of sophomore year until again she got sent away to a therapeutic boarding school And so it was almost like PTSD. Like I could just see what was happening to her. And I was like, okay, I need to help her. Like I need to, I need to fix her. Like I I can do this, you know, I can be that person for her that wasn't there for my brother, all this stuff. So there was like more pressure on me. Like I was not focused on school. I was focused on walking to her house after school every day because she was so upset she couldn't go to school that day or she had a bad day or something. And so I felt like I had to be that person for her. Um, and then she got sent away and I was like, I just can't handle this again. Like it's Mm -hmm. literally watching my brother leave, but a second time. Yeah. And like all those emotions just again, like came up. Um, and it was a time where like, I finally could process it. And I was, I don't, it's, it's literally all the emotions that came along with my brother, but (laughs) like a second time. And so it was even stronger and you know everything was better so I was like okay like this is this is really not good I didn't let anyone know and then um like probably a month after she left it was I was so sad because I also felt like I like lost one of the people I could actually be vulnerable with um and month after she left um I got a really bad concussion I had the really smart idea of trying to learn how to snowboard, but without an instructor. One of my best friends was like, oh, like I've done it a couple times, I can teach you. So we went on the bunny hills, I'm doing fine. I had done it like the year before and I started like doing tricks. And so I was like, oh, I got this, you know, like no problem. And like, I'm like a decent skier. So I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable on the slopes. 
whatever. Um, and so we go down the bunny hill and I'm falling and I just keep falling. And I, yeah. I had a helmet on, but I was hitting my head and I'm hitting it really hard and over and over because I'm the type of person that's like, I don't get this. I'm going to get it until like, I, like, I can't until do this right. anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and so I remember we stopped, we're at North Star and we stopped at like the Midway Mountain at Zephyr Lodge. <laughs> Shout out to them. They have like the best pizza. But um, <laughs> we stopped there and I'm eating food and I, we like met up with our parents and I was like falling asleep. You know, like part of the side effects of concussion is like you feel so tired mm. and you feel droopy and I just felt like I could fall asleep right there. Like I was about to pass out. And I was like, mom, like I think I got a concussion. Like I'm feeling really tired right now because I'm very familiar with those. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm feeling very tired right now. And she's like, you shouldn't go anymore. You should go down to the bottom hill. Like, you're done. You're done. I was like, no. You know, again, yeah. she told me to do something. So I was like, no. Like, no, obviously not. Um, and so I was like, no, I'm fine. Like, oh, whatever. And my friends were like, all right, like, we've been doing greens all day. Can we please do a blue? I'm like, yeah, like, we can do a blue. I'm not even kidding. I got my snowboard back on. We went down the first blue hill. Oh, my gosh. Your sister was literally there. Your sister was at the bottom of the hill when I got, like, my nasty concussion. Yeah, she was literally at the bottom. Like, we saw her at some point, and so she was, like, skiing with us. Um, But um, I'm going down this hill, and I'm, if you know, like, how to snowboard, it's, like, you're kind of, like, I was on the back of my feet, just Mm -hmm. kind of slowly going down, not making turns, because I was too scared to. And um, finally, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to learn how to do this if I don't just start doing the turns so I started doing the turns they're perfect I'm like oh my god I'm acing this like go me and then I clipped the edge I clipped like something and I just ate it like I was turning I was like facing the top of the mountain and I was turning towards the bottom and right then I clipped something and just head first and I I remember I think I got knocked out I honestly do not remember um no no memory but I just remember I started crying and I woke up and I was like why am I crying like I'm so confused and I remember your sister came up and was like helping me (laughs) like my friends were helping me down and I went down to like the lodge down at North Star and I fell asleep which you're not supposed to do because Mm -hmm. you can uh stay stay asleep (laughs) um and yeah, and I just remember I passed out when I got to the bottom. I had such a bad concussion. And I kept telling my mom, I was like, I think I have a concussion. She's like, no, you're fine. You're fine. And then the night before we were supposed to go back to school, I was doing homework. And I just couldn't focus. I yeah. couldn't do anything. And um, my mom finally was like, oh, shoot, we should probably like to use the doctor. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the doctor and right away she was like, oh, yeah, like you have a concussion. It's like a pretty bad concussion. I was Damn. like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was taking AP Euro at the time. And so I got so behind. It's ridiculous because you have like three to four hours of homework every night of reading and I couldn't read and I couldn't do anything for two weeks. It piles up so quickly. Uh, Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. Like I never understood it until it actually Mm -hmm. happened to me. Um, And it only happened to me for two weeks. Like it was just terrible. And so I was so behind in school as it was, like just as a normal student. Yeah. And that on top of it, I was like, I'm done. Like, I gave up. I totally gave up. I, like, I was like, I cannot catch back up in this class. And I tried so hard. And, like, I remember she made me take a unit test because, like, I had to. I was so behind when I shouldn't have. I was, like, not clear. And I had such a bad headache the rest of the day. Um, 
and I got so behind in that class. My Spanish teacher was like not accommodating at all. Like she was so mean to me. Mm -hmm. I would go to class, she would yell at me and I'd start crying like midway through class because I was like, I'm so confused what I did wrong. Like, and you just can't process things. And so I literally felt like most of the time I was like on something because I just could not talk. Like, yeah. I'm, none of my thoughts were coming out and it was just on top of everything else I was like are you kidding yeah <laughs> and also that year this sounds like kind of dumb but that year I like had my first like I guess serious boyfriend mm-hmm. and like it was like your first love and then we broke up and I was so heartbroken and so it was just like shit after shit yeah, after shit so much and I was like not processing everything and I was just like shoving everything deeper and it was terrible and then finally I like opened up to my mom and everything I feel like got a little bit better and I was like all right you know I'm gonna work on this and we actually went on a trip to Iceland and then we went we went to Paris from there so beautiful fantastic trip the whole time I was so stressed out because I was supposed to have a call with my AP Euro teacher because I ended the class with like I think a D yeah Mm -hmm. I ended it with yeah D and so, you know, if you get a D in a class, you have to retake the class. And I was like, I cannot, I cannot do that again. Like, please. Um, I almost said <laughs> We're chilling. <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah, no, but I called, I called her with my parents on speakerphone in Paris and like this tiny little apartment. Um, and she was like, you know what? Like, I don't do this, but I'm going to let you do a book report. And if you get this book report before, like, I think it was like August 1st then um, I will give you a C in the class and you don't have to retake it. I get what you went through, like all this stuff. And it's just like, you should have come to me like sooner because mm-hmm. I didn't. I was, you know, it's just- It's hard I, I was done. I was yeah. done. I'm not going to lie. I was so done. I was mm-hmm. just like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I cannot mentally take this anymore. And going to my teacher and admitting that I was wrong was probably my biggest fear at the time too. Like admitting I was wrong at any point, probably during my entire life up until junior year was my biggest fear. Mm -hmm. It was like, I'm not wrong, you're wrong. (laughs) Um, But that that was sophomore year. It was just shit after shit. And it was so frustrating because I just absolutely hated who I was, which is just not a fun combo. No, not at all. (laughs) Did you feel like... Like, what, yeah, what did you feel kind of was, like, your turning point or, like, what motivated you to be, like, okay, I'm going to take this step by step. Yeah, everything is super shitty right now, but I'm yeah. not going to just, you know, lay down with it. I'm going to yeah. fight it a little bit. Like, what kind of pushed you to do that? Well, I think a big thing was one of my best friends was, as I told you, I was, like, such a bitch. Like, I gave her the hardest time for literally <laughs> anything she did, which is just, at this point, it's just, oh, my gosh. But... Um, she never really gave up. She was just, it was like, okay, you're being mean. Like, we're going to work through this. Like, we have to scream at each other. We will scream at each other. We will fight for a week and we will get over this. And so gradually it was like, okay, you know what? It's like not fine for me to be a bitch to my friends just because all this is happening. And we would talk about things. And that honestly helped me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, after I got my report card, <laughs> second semester, sophomore year, I was like, I'm I'm done. Like, I'm so done feeling like such a fuck up. And I'm done just being like a pity party almost. Oh, shoot. I, I also totally forgot this. <laughs> um, also, sophomore year, I started totally shutting myself out. Like, I 
would go into my room after field hockey practice and then second semester after just going to school and I would shut my blinds I would get into my bed and I would just watch Netflix and I Uh would um just stay on my phone up until like one in the morning I'd go to school and I'd do the same thing and I totally shut myself out from like my friends too and I would just stay in a dark room and I like barely ate it was so bad and my mom oh my god bless her soul she was like (laughs) you know she could tell what was happening because yeah. it's the exact same thing She'd that happened with my brother yeah mm-hmm. um she could see i was like slowly shutting myself out and i she was like you're depressed like mm-hmm. i know i know you're really depressed right now and i was like no i'm not <laughs> i was like mom i'm fine like, yeah everything's fine but I, I was so depressed it was ridiculous like i would sit in a pitch black room for hours like after the sun had gone down and i would like not talk to my parents i wouldn't talk to anyone and like yeah, no, it was, that was terrible, too, because it was, like, like I finally experienced some of what my brother experienced, yeah. too. I so think it's why. hard, too. Like, at least for me, like, especially with depression, like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that, A, nobody wants to be depressed. Nobody wants to be like, yeah, I have depression, <laughs> da-da-da. Like, no, like, you don't really want to acknowledge that, even if you mm-hmm. are kind of feeling that. And then also, I think people, like, the main thing that they associate with depression is, like, sadness. Yeah. And for me, I never, like, some people definitely do experience that. But for me, it was never really, like, sadness. Like, I wasn't a big crier. I wasn't like that. It was just, like, numbness, not caring, not giving a fuck about anything. Mm -hmm. Just, like, hopelessness in that I was, like, yeah, like, whatever. The future doesn't matter. I don't see anything. I'm just going to sit here and, like, waste away, kind Mm -hmm. of. Like, it wasn't, like, deep sadness, sort of. So I think sometimes that makes it harder for people to, like, recognize it, too, and, like, even acknowledge it within themselves. Oh, 100%. And, like, well, I mean, I did cry, like, most days. But, like, (laughs) so that was part of it for me. Yeah, because for some people, it totally is, you know? But But it wasn't, it was, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. It's not even, like, I felt, like, so sad and all the all these emotions but it was more i just felt numb like i I didn't have any emotions toward the towards the end of sophomore year and i feel like anyone that knew me then could totally vouch for that because i would show up to class i wouldn't care i would be on my phone the entire time i was like what is the point you know like i just i can't do this anymore and i wouldn't do my homework oh my god i would not do my homework second semester sophomore year and i was like i just don't care like i i can't do this anymore i just don't see a point and like I'm like, this is what makes me happy is just sitting here and ignoring my issues. So I'm going to keep doing it. Right. Yeah. And like, the thing is, like, I probably would have gotten help had I been like, yeah, no, I need it. But like to my mom, I was like, I'm fine. Like, I'm fine. Right. I get mad at her. I'd be like, just leave me alone. Like, and she'd say something about like, have you done your homework? I'd be like, why does it matter? Like, leave me alone. Get out of my room. You know, typical. Yeah, stuff, but no, I was very defiant too. Yeah. It's just like the easiest way to kind of deal with everything. It's just yeah. be like, leave me alone, give me space. <laughs> you don't trust me. You don't whatever. And it's like, you know, people are trying to help, but sometimes it just feels like more pressure on you yeah. in this weird way. It's and also I just didn't want to listen to anyone. I was like, yeah. this is my these are my issues. I can deal with them. Mm-hmm. I don't need help. Like I totally did, but I. Yeah, it was just defiance. It was 100% defiance where my mom would tell me to do something like, you should go outside. I'd be like, why would I go outside? Yeah. You should do homework. Why would I do my homework? It's so, again, also part of my personality. A theme. But, a theme. <laughs> no, but uh, me too, honestly. Like, yeah. it's just, it's an easier way to deal with things mm-hmm. than to have to actually face them. Yeah. No, 100%. I always forget that part. I was, I was like, <laughs> yeah, and I was depressed for like a couple months. <laughs> so, really so, like, coming into like junior year and, you know, and senior year and stuff too, where, 
it seems like you kind of started to get on a better path and mm-hmm. find more footing for yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, what do you think, what was it like over those years and over time that just sort of, you know, helped you kind of get to that better place? Like, were there just like mental shifts that you made? Like, look, I'm going to reach out to people more. I'm going to do this. Like, what kind of propelled you to a, a better place? Um, Again, it was like I sophomore year, second semester, I got my report card back and i was like wow like i've always looked down you know you always look down on the people that like don't try they slack off and mm-hmm. you're like why do you do that like all this stuff um and i'm like wow i'm one of those people like this is my worst nightmare like yeah. i i literally could not have hated myself more like on top of everything i was like i'm like a bitch i'm a fuck up all this stuff all these words all these mm-hmm. beautiful names um but i just remember like talking to myself um after sophomore year during the summer and I was like junior year like there are no excuses like I'm gonna try my hardest in school I'm gonna get back I like I'm gonna prove to myself that I can make good grades and that I can be a better person and I can be there for my friends and I'm not gonna like lash out on them anymore I'm like finally gonna talk to people about this and like I need to be vulnerable because that's the only thing that's gonna help this and yeah I was just like but mentally it's that switch yeah and so good that you could see that for yourself and go i'm gonna i want to work on this yeah. i want to be better i want to fix these things because sometimes that's the hardest thing is to get yourself to even want that and it's, it's also interesting too that it took you like literally hitting rock bottom and being like yep. i'm the person i didn't want to be mm-hmm. to change that yeah but no. i think it's super admirable it was it was kind of just a thing where i was like okay, this is kind of a game now. Like, I get I get to prove myself wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think I'm all these awful things. Like, bet. Like, yeah. I will prove you wrong. And I've always, like, kind of had that attitude, even with, like, field hockey. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah. No, and I, it's what's I just... nice about hitting rock bottom, too, is you're like, well, I can't go any fucking lower. <laughs> so, like, I might as well shoot my shot and try to keep going, get better. So accurate. You know? I was like, I mean, like, to be fair, like, if I even slightly do something right now, it's like, I went up a lot. It's like, great. Exactly. Like, we're moving up. Like, no one can shit on me either. Like, no one can judge because I'm already at the bottom. So, so true. At, at least for me, I was like, you know, who cares what people think anymore? Because yeah. I literally couldn't go lower. So I exactly. don't care if you judge me for this. Yeah. I'm just going to try things and yeah try to move forward yeah but um yeah that's like a whole other conversation is like because I've gone through a lot mentally like and also I'm a very blunt person like Mm -hmm. I will tell you how it is like that's just my personality but um which is funny because we had a teacher who said said we would be good friends because we're both like that (laughs) which is now that I'm looking at it so accurate it does make sense um yeah no I'm a very like straight to the Mm -hmm. straight to the point um but it was just a mixture I think between that and going through a lot where I was never like a sensitive person I would say towards people until I want to say junior year like secretly I'm a softie but Mm -hmm. if you didn't know me really well you would totally not think that you like think I don't care I don't you know it's just it is how it is I, I say it how it is like I believe in that, like, why waste your time? But um, I'm a total softie, but I feel like a lot of people through high school, like, had the perception that I was a total bitch and that I was not a sensitive person. And I know I definitely came off that way just because I was going through so much that I was, like, literally so rude, which I guess it's not an excuse. But, like, but it at the same time, sense. it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. But, um, 
Yeah, so that's been like a whole thing recently as well because um, one of my friends recently was like, yeah, like, I don't want to be friends anymore. You know, like, we have two months left. Um, uh, like, I just don't think it's worth it. Whatever. So we basically, like, and I kind of felt like I was begging her to be my friend. Like, I yeah. was like, we can work it out. We can work on this. And she's like, no, you know, we have been working on it and it's not working. I was like, but we haven't really, like, we, we could talk, whatever. And, like, I kind of felt blindsided by the whole thing. But um, that it's been, like, hard to go through. But, again, it was the, it was the girl that um, I was, like, really hard to her sophomore year about her boyfriend. And she told me she never got over that, that it was, like, and I don't know. Like, it was kind of like a scar I created yeah. in our friendship that she never got over that. Um, and so recently I've been thinking so much. I'm like, you know what? Like right now I really couldn't care what people think. It's like, uh-huh. I'm an adult and like now going to college, you get to like be who you actually want to be. And I get to start over, which is so nice. Yeah. Because like all of this is happening. And I feel like this is a common thing with a lot of people. It's not just me like right now, but, um, it's like. Now I'm going away and her saying like, oh, I don't want to be friends with you anymore um, is kind of making me like realize how much in college like I don't want to mess up. And like mm-hmm. I, how much like I want to stay true to myself and not like let bad days let me determine like how I treat people. Yeah. Which I don't know. Like it, it's honestly been a lot. It's only been like a couple weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people know at this point, so I don't really but care. But that's a good, but... like, it's a good, like, lesson to take yeah. out of it, if anything, yeah. and, and a good way to kind of approach things going forward yeah. in terms of how you want to treat people and how you want to be in your relationships and stuff, because yeah. sometimes it takes, like, really shitty things like that to happen for you to kind of, like, in you know, go forward with this intent yeah. of, like, this is how I want to do things now. Oh, oh my gosh, 100%. It's like, I had to learn it the hard way, but at least I learned it. Mm-hmm. And also... um, you know, that just proves that, like, everything that happened in my past, like, the beginning of high school, like, is still affecting me right, right now. Like, that that never went away. And, like, the whole thing is, like, also a lesson, like, I feel like recently I've been learning is like, with everything that happened with her boyfriend sophomore year, I apologized so many times. But it's almost like you can apologize, but you can't expect someone to forgive you. And so, like, that's that's just something relevant that's yeah. been happening that kind of correlates with everything that happened sophomore year too yeah and that's a hard realization too oh, yeah. of like you know as much as you say things like people don't owe you forgiveness yeah. kind no, of and i've definitely had that too where i'm like yeah. i wish so badly i could take this back but 100%. i can't you yeah know? it's just hard like i don't know you know it's like you say something you're like why did i say that or yeah. like living with the regret when it's like i just there's nothing I can do at this point, yeah. but, like, besides moving forward, just being the best person I can be, which, like, hopefully, I feel like senior year, I've grown up so much, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous, uh, but now, like, going to college, it's so nice, I mean, yeah. like, I know who I want to be in right. this world, and, like, I have everything straight, for the most part. <laughs> which ha- is all of us, you know, for e- the most part. <laughs> every Everyone has a loose groove, but... Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, looking back on all the things that you've kind of dealt with and stuff, if you could give a piece of advice to either younger you or you know an underclassman listening or something what do you think you would say 
I think the most important thing I would argue in life is just being vulnerable. Like, you get so much out of it because I cannot tell you the amount of times in the past even year where I've been like, hey, I'm feeling this way. Um, I really don't like when this happens. And you just have a mature conversation and you're vulnerable and you're like, yeah, I feel insecure about this. And the problem gets resolved so much quicker than being petty and being like, oh, well, you suck. And it's like, yeah. oh, well, your hair sucks. I don't know. <laughs> Something dumb. <laughs> Something dumb. That, like a high schooler would so say. Um, where just being vulnerable and saying the things that frighten you the most. Oh, oh my gosh. It, it just, I cannot even explain to you how much pain you will save from going through like mm-hmm. i wish i would have known that even if we're talking about uh brene brown yes <laughs> brene brown the famous brene brown icon like, too. she's an icon um she's like the motivational speaker about vulnerability too she has like whole segment about that and i live by what she mm-hmm. says like it is so important to be vulnerable and no one really gets that and it's it's the things that frighten you the most that you should do right like this it frightened me so much to do yeah. this and like do this podcast but i was like okay like i need to do this then like if it scares me that much which i love that mentality exactly going on yeah to college there you go (laughs) might as well dude thank you so much for doing this i think people are gonna get a lot out of this too because i think like i know when i was younger too like i was i was bitchy i had all these things i didn't like about myself and i feel like if i'd heard someone older like reflecting on that and acknowledging that but also saying how they kind of moved forward from Mm -hmm. that i would have been like oh thank god i'm not crazy and an awful person so just treat everyone like how you would like to be treated golden rule amen